there, there are lots of challenges. I think that part of us wanting to do this podcast is to be brutally honest about about polyamory. I think sometimes you only, some people only want to get the positives across because it's already kind of off-putting to the majority of society. So you almost don't want to yeah. encourage that negativity by saying, yeah. oh yeah, there are some really crap things about polyamory. Welcome to Diaries of a Polycule. A storytelling and discussion podcast about the real-life experiences of polyamory. Hosted by me, Kelly. And me, Adam. In this episode, I will be sharing a story about the first time I met Adam in person and the awkward ending to our date. Okay, so this is my diary entry from November the 6th, 2020. I drove into the car park and saw a tall, handsome guy holding two coffees smiling at me. He was even taller than I expected from his photos. I desperately wanted this date to go well. The last few dates had been a little disappointing. A mix of nice guys that I wasn't attracted to and weirdos that believed aliens were controlling the earth. Adam seems different. He was much more aware of polyamory for a start. I'd met a fair few open to poly people who really had no idea what polyamory was. We'd also really clicked when messaging and video calling. I was trying not to get my hopes up though. I'd opened up my marriage just months before after a lot of discussion, reading and documentary watching. I wanted something different in my life. I wanted more romantic connections with people, more adventure, more community. My friends had suggested I was having a midlife crisis, supportive as always. I got out of my car and made my way towards him. I could feel that awkwardness I get when I meet people building inside me, threatening to make me say something stupid. Luckily, I just said hi. I was really attracted to him, which probably meant he was going to be a complete dick. Or maybe a conspiracy nut. Maybe he voted conservative. He'd already told me he was a bit of a hippie. Probably not conservative voters. It was a cold day, but all the cafes and bars were shut because of the pandemic. So a walk in the park was our only option. It was actually a lovely option. We walked side by side through the park, commenting on how muddy it was, laughing as he had to duck under the low railings of the bridge as we crossed the river. We talked about our favourite bands, TV shows, the sorry state of politics these days, the difficulties of living through a pandemic, our families. It felt like chatting with a friend, a sexy friend that I wanted to kiss. At this point, I was aware that I was doing my nervous babble thing, talking on and on and trying to avoid looking at him. I'd started to worry about a potential kissing scenario. Maybe I'd try to kiss him and he'd step back repulsed. (laughs) (laughs) We made our way back to the car park, chatting the whole way. He stood at his car. This was it. The make or break point. My stomach churned. My hands got sweaty. A foul stench filled my nostrils. Wait, that wasn't usually part of the anticipation of a first kiss. There was, however, undoubtedly a pungent aroma in the air. He looked a little embarrassed. I drove through a bag of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right, quiet here. I drove through a bag of shit on the way here. (laughs) I tried to go through a few puddles to get rid of the smell, but it kind of stuck. It should have really spoiled the date, but it didn't. It actually made me like him even more. The embarrassed look on his face, his complete honesty. He could have just looked as puzzled about the smell as I was and blamed it on the nearby bins. It did, however, kill the moment, and a kiss did not happen, but we both said we'd like to see each other again. 
And for the first time after months of dating, I actually meant it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's interesting hearing that back. Uh, that took place almost a year ago now. Have your thoughts on Polly changed in that time? Um, probably. I would say that I'm still pretty optimistic about being polyamorous. I do still think that having more than one romantic relationship is the right thing for me. But I would say that I'm probably now more aware of the difficulties that more people means more emotions to manage and more needs and wants to be aware of. Lots of scheduling to negotiate with people. So I would say that back then, only a year ago, it's not that long ago, I was probably a bit naive about all of that. What about you? You know, despite the challenges along the way, I, I think I feel more into Polly than ever, more optimistic about it than ever, really, because it, it was the unknown back then. You feel like you're past some points where some others might have got to and they might have thought, hmm. no, it's too much. So, you know, I, I feel like I've gained strength personally from... Have you learned not to drive through bags of shit? <laughs> well, on the way here today. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely interesting hearing your hearing your thoughts now as to what you were feeling on the day. Um, That's not how I came across? I think I thought, oh, we're both enjoying this. Even hearing like, oh, you thought a kiss might have been on the cards. I remember on the day I was like, oh, I'm not going to go for that yet. Like it's uh, really? it'll, be too, uh, <laughs> it'll be too forward or it'll be uh, too presumptuous or something. Because, yeah, I thought, I thought it went well, but I didn't um, I didn't know for sure. Not if, well enough for a kiss? I, I mean, I'd not been on a date in uh, <laughs> 13 years or something like that. So that is one of the major exciting things at that point is, you know, you get to date again. But, yeah, mm. you've, you've also forgotten how to date, probably. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I think for me, I guess would have been great looking back, but... Um, no, for me, I was like, right, if I enjoy this, I want to say straight away, I'd like to do this again. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, dating 2.0, this the second bout of dating that you get in your life, I thought I'd just want to I want to use these new opportunities, what just put myself out there and say, I enjoyed that, I'd like to do it again. Because then, you know, if you did or didn't, then... That wasn't your, your first date in 13 years, though, was it? Uh, oh, well, yeah, I suppose I've been on, I think it was my second date, first date with you. Obviously. You know, it's in the first group of dates uh, <laughs> in, that, in this new stage of our lives. New stage of our lives, you make us sound old. We're not that old, We're both still under 40. <laughs> so why did you choose to become polyamorous? It was a long road to get in there. I mean, I think it's something I'd been considering for about two years previously um so yeah so explain to anybody listening what your current relationship status is so i have two partners uh jane who i'm married to i've been married to for about seven years and, and i've been together for around 14 years and you <laughs> yes. kelly uh host of the podcast who we went on that first date with uh, together the best part of a year ago so yeah two partners there was a sort of series of events that series of events that led to jane and i thinking about opening up the relationship um 
I, I guess one was at the start for me I, I thought about swinging or, or some version of that because you wanted to have more sex yeah I mean <laughs> also Jane developed feelings for someone she knew we started reading up on, on Polly and, and things like that and, and we got to the point where I said okay you know I, I'm okay for you to go with this you know maybe maybe we could do maybe we could do Polly um, that relationship didn't end up happening but that was all of that sort of melded together into being the start of us opening up the relationship mm. and it's funny to summarise it and to you didn't a few <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to rabble on about it like that um, for a few minutes but yeah marriage opened it up into Polly but now I think I like being in Polly because uh, forming more bonds with people, you know, different, I'd say different experiences, but you know, I think it is those connections. I think it's having another connection and, and fostering that connection. So, yeah, that's me rabbling on a bit why I chose Polly. How about yourself? Why did I choose Polly? Yes, why did you choose Polly? Um, so, for the majority of my dating life so in my 20s when I started dating I had what well, a lot of people probably had in their 20s lots of kind of serial monogamous relationships so one relationship ended I started another another relationship mm. ended I started another and none of them really lasted more than a year most were around a year maybe just slightly less and then I did eventually get married and so I am no longer married, but that relationship was the first one that ever made it past the kind of year and a half mark. And I thought to myself at the time that this must be the one, you know, the fabled one that everybody is looking for. Mm -hmm. And I thought that all those other relationships had just not been the right person for me. But then as all of my relationships had gone in the past, um, I started to feel a little trapped, a little suffocated. Um, I felt a lot of pressure to be everything to my partner. And that didn't feel natural to me to expect them to meet all of my needs and for me to meet all of their needs. That felt like a lot of pressure and it just yet. Yeah, after years, so we were together for 12 years, I would say that towards the end of that relationship, I definitely felt like I needed something different. I needed a change. I needed something that didn't make me feel like I was, I don't know, underperforming or something as a partner. I never felt that I was meeting all of my partner's needs and that didn't feel good. So I felt a lot of guilt. Yeah, so I think we started looking into alternative options. Um, we didn't really consider swinging. That wasn't one that we mm. thought about. Although I think a lot of people do kind of go down that route just to, you know, the idea of spicing up your relationship or whatever. Um, we instead initially looked at polyamory, but the kind of hierarchical style polyamory yeah. so that we could like um, make each other feel quite secure 
that we were going to be each other's primary partners, but that we would quite like the idea of having a secondary partner that could meet some of the needs that we weren't meeting in each other, but that we would still maintain that level of security in our marriage. Yeah. So that was the idealized version of it, which I don't think anyone sticks to their ideal version. Yeah, and it's interesting to the the primary and secondary and uh, unicorn hunting and everything that, that comes with it, it. It's interesting to look at how you thought about that before you'd really read up or mm, considered or yeah or or had other partners um i think a lot of people probably yeah think of yep yeah, we will get the secondary partner and and you think nothing more of it you don't see it as a bad thing mm-hmm. uh, or a, a problematic thing it would probably be interesting if you you know if you had a video diary of that day seeing your own thoughts about it would definitely mm. be interesting to look back well, i think it was all about trying to make the other person feel like this wasn't the end yeah, I think that was the idea behind it to kind of ease into it. But obviously, yeah, you were talking about an imaginary other person, so you weren't really taking their feelings into account because you hadn't met them yet. So it was easy. Yeah, to talk you about don't. It. Yeah, you don't say, "Whoa, whoa, think about <laughs> John Doe's feelings here." You know, exactly. Uh, we could go into the pros and cons that we have found because I feel like that maybe goes into mm-hmm. that a little. So, what have you found to be the pros and cons of polyamory? since embarking on your adventure i mean the main pro is new relationships and meeting new people for me um you know a thing that was closed off to you before unless you ended the relationship you're in you're not going to have more romantic relationships um you might have someone in the office you flirt with and it's harmless maybe you get the energy out that way but you know your your new romantic relationships that is that that is in the past now Mm. and that probably like esther perel says when she talks about all of her amazing relationship advice is that you end up with this feeling of could i do better have i settled too soon Mm -hmm. um which i guess in polyamory you don't ever have to really think like that yeah subject of endless films and and art is um yeah was was it the right the right one yeah could i have done better and Esther Perel always answers with, yes, of course you could. You could always do better. Yeah. You just never know. There's millions of people in the world. Yeah. there's. You could have went out with The Rock or something. you know. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> well, he's pretty good, you know. Uh, Odd choice. <laughs> do I look like the type who would date The Rock? I think if The Rock walked in the room, you'd, you'd be, I think most people would be enamored. He's not a bit old now. I don't know. Late 40s? See, is that all he is? It must just be all the... Uh... Yeah, the muscle mass. <laughs> adds 10 years. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you were telling me about the pros. And yeah, the pros. Now we're talking about the rock. You get to meet the rock. Uh, <laughs> is no. he polyamorous? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe so, no. <laughs> New relationships that were, that were previously closed off to you unless you were going to end a relationship or, you know, have an affair or pros has been you know meeting you having a relationship with you being able to date again having you know having the influences from that other person in your life um, potential new experiences new relationships they have with other people in your life um, 
like for instance before I came over here I saw my mum and she said oh you know give my best to Kelly and little things like that you know um, I, I think the other big pro for me has been opportunities for growth constant looking at yourself how you're communicating how you're dealing with yourself and other people uh, which is very challenging at times but I mean I think for me the alternative was being stale and not really mm. growing well, I think was it I think it was Jane that said to me she calls it relationship boot camp or something yeah it definitely feels like that it feels like you're put through your paces and challenged and yeah. pushed to experience these different emotions and how are you going to balance that all out within a group of people but at the same time yeah it's hard at the time but then over the months of having to manage all these new emotions it makes you better for it at the end i think yeah absolutely not that we're at the end but we're mid i mean yeah having achieved optimal emotional growth i can now <laughs> say it was worth it uh what what's your what's your kind of top two or three pros so definitely one of my top pros of being polyamorous is the freedom that it gives me I think that's something that I definitely felt I was lacking in within my marriage just to be myself a bit more explore new things feel more like an individual rather than half of a whole I think you know that is the story the fairy tale that you're spun all the Disney movies you know show these sad pathetic women who then meet their prince charming and then yeah. live happily ever after yeah so i don't like that idea that you are incomplete until you meet this perfect yeah. person so i find that since becoming polyamorous i've focused more about my own needs not in a completely selfish way but just in a way of making myself happier because i think if i'm happier as an individual i am a better partner to be with a better mother to my kids so yeah, I think those that kind of freedom of exploring and being myself and developing my individual interests a bit more rather than putting things on the back burner as part of a half of a relationship. I think that's definitely up there. Yeah, and I mean ov obviously personal growth is possible without polyamory. Um, yeah. But for me, you know, that relationships in general and and particularly in our society, that that main relationship is, you know, if you're not able to, for me, being able to focus that personal growth around that area makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and we're not saying that it's wrong to be monogamous. Like no, you said, of course some not, people yeah. can get personal growth and the feeling of fulfillment from a monogamous relationship. But I think that there will be people out there in monogamous relationships that would thrive in a polyamorous relationship. But equally, lots of monogamous people, if they were to try polyamory, it could totally not be for them at all. It's just about finding what works for you. Yeah, because you know, a, a lot of what you what you hear when you come out is, you know, oh, I couldn't do it or I wouldn't want to do it. Um, and that's fine. I also know that's what I would have said five years ago if someone had told me they were doing it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, Polly's not for everyone. 
but monogamy isn't for everyone either. Mm. Like, how many things are for everyone, you know? Uh, uh, exactly. And I, I suppose that is, yeah, we've got to be careful not to say that we think polyamory is the kind of the next evolved way to do no, relationships. Yeah. But equally, society tells us it's the only way. Yeah. And so there does need to be more of a focus on alternative ways uh, for yeah, people that it doesn't work for. E exactly, yeah. I think... Um, we're not proposing, like you say, it's the next evolution of relationships. Uh, I think what we're, maybe I, I like to think of it as, is trying to recognise that it has been prescribed to us in society that there is really only one, there's one aim, there's one choice that you aim for and everything else is a, is a failed attempt at that really, um, you know, serial monogamy or or whatever all these other forms of of relationships and family dynamics that that things take on i mean that i think they still officially get seen it as field attempts at monogamy and 2.4 children and mm. well if we just look at the statistics for divorce i mean i'm sure it's around the kind of 40 50 percent mark yeah so, so then yeah it clearly yeah. doesn't work for everybody yeah 40 percent of people can they really be wrong? You know, can they can, exactly? Can be and that's, that that's only the ones rate? that have gotten married and had a divorce. You know, that's, there'll be people who yeah. either are in a marriage that they're not happy with, or people who never got around to getting married. But yeah. monogamy didn't work for them either. So and, and, uh, there think, needs to be an alternative. Yeah, exactly. And the TED talk by the girl whose uh, whose name I need to write down and find out. There's a really good TED talk by a woman whose parents were polyamorous and she really just tried to put it forward as, you know, I'm not saying this is right, I'm not saying you have to do it, just saying what if there were more options and this was one of the options, don't you think that would be nice? Yeah. And uh, Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of looking well, at it. Well, then it makes you feel like, because you were using the word failure there, I think people do see themselves as failures if they can't manage a monogamous relationship. And yeah. I think that yeah. potentially... You don't have to see yourself as a failure. You just have to see that there's an alternative way that maybe works better for you. Yeah. But what do you think are some of the, the cons to polyamory that maybe put people off then? I mean, uh, I think the major con or or challenge is, you know, it's going to bring some instability to your life, especially at that first year, first three years. Uh, some people have said, you know, but, you know, the initial period of poly, your life's going to change instability brings challenges um and you know that that is hard it, it can sound i think when someone says oh you know the first year was tough you go oh yeah it was tough it was, uh, but you're you're done it you're through with it now but a year a, a year of your relationship being tough or your family life being tough is actually hard and makes you you know you'll cry during it and people will be stressed have you cried during it Sure, I've cried in the. <laughs> I've cried as a direct result of polyamory. But, um, but you know, the uh, people I love have cried. So um, <laughs> you're pointing a finger at me. <laughs> <laughs> several, more than one person has cried. So so yeah, no, it's it's stressful. I, I don't see how you could open up a relationship or you know begin multiple relationships without some level of stress. Definitely, uh, there has definitely been many a stressful moment yeah so that's that's i don't know if you call it a con 
but a challenge yeah i suppose it's yeah. just because we, we talked about pros and cons of polyamory but yeah actually it's just challenges and benefits mm. sound nicer so yeah. yeah i think the challenge oh there there are lots of challenges i think that part of us wanting to do this podcast is to be brutally honest about about polyamory i think sometimes you only some people only want to get the positives across because it's already kind of off-putting to the majority of society. So you almost don't want to yeah. encourage that negativity if, by yeah. saying, oh, yeah, there are some really crap things about polyamory. Yeah, you feel an obligation to sell it a little bit. Yeah, well, not sell it, but just to to support it and justify it because generally society is against it. But I think we do owe it to those considering polyamory to be honest about it as well and so yeah yeah, there are definitely challenges to polyamory um i think one of the obvious things that most people ask me whenever i tell them about my relationship is how do you manage the jealousy Mm -hmm. and it is yeah it's i think some people seem to think that the only reason that i can be polyamorous is because i can't possibly experience jealousy and that's not true um I definitely feel jealous. Mm-hmm. I get jealous um, if you and Jane are away doing something nice mm-hmm. and I wish I was away doing something nice too. So, yeah, I think jealousy is just a normal feeling, a normal emotion that people experience and you probably experience it more in a polyamorous relationship. So hopefully that means we get to um, practice dealing with it more. I mean, part part of our opportunity for growth. Yeah, I, yeah, jealousy is a hundred percent going to come up, um, and has, and yeah, I've been through it as well, and we'll have more of it to come. Uh, I think you, it is a thing that you manage, and the main the main tactic is looking at why you're jealous, instead of trying to stop the um, instead of trying to get rid of the reason. You know, think about why it is that you're feeling that way, uh, and maybe to address that feeling within yourself. So yeah, je- jealousy is a con uh, challenge, of uh, a it's challenge. a challenge <laughs> of Polly. But I mean, I would definitely argue not one to. It's a shame if it was to make make someone not do it. Yeah, I would say that one of the biggest challenges for me is managing time. I think that, especially for us, because we both have kids. And so that makes time management especially difficult. And trying to find time to see each other when we have all these other responsibilities at home, that can be quite challenging. Yeah. And it's, you know, that that stuff goes, it it goes deep because anything, uh, you know, maybe lucky for us, we both, we've both got kids. We both know what it means to have kids and be responsible for them and it's it's organizing your time but it's not oh no i missed i really wanted to go to that restaurant and we didn't get to go this week um it feels very important you know it's time away from kids or you know like we know my job takes me away from home as well stuff so it it can feel heavy that stuff to me anyway um, it's all your fault yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're still reluctant to share your google calendar with me I don't, know, I don't know if you want to see me. I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> no, um, I'll share it. I'm just, I just don't know if you'll read it. That's the thing. I probably wouldn't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have it and then still ask you, so when is it you're going away? Yeah. Oh, can't be, just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell so, me when yeah. When I fit in. No, uh, scheduling. 
I never know if to say scheduling or scheduling. Which one is the American and which one is the British? I mean, to me, scheduling is British and scheduling is... What did you just say? Scheduling. What did I say? I thought you said scheduling. Okay, good. We're both British. Continue. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that is the big challenge. But again, I mean, is it... Should it put you off doing it? No. I mean, no, but it is, yeah, it's definitely something that I hadn't quite appreciated how difficult it would be. Yeah. I think both of us were quite naive about yeah. the amount of time we'd be okay with spending with each other. No, before that, before the date you talked about at the start of the episode, it was, yeah, well, two to four times a month. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And that was the end of that conversation. So we thought we've we've covered it you know we've got the expectations um and what you know while what we've landed at is not actually a million miles away from that i think it's more the yeah you can't appreciate how much that time is going to mean to you i think when you know surprise surprise uh, the relationship develops and emotions grow and the relationship forms (laughs) yeah um yeah that time is important so yeah lots of loaded decisions decisions that are important to everyone I, th- I would say very good <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other challenges that you've experienced more gifts that you have to pay for more trips that you have to pay for yeah yeah it's more expensive um find someone who lives close to you <laughs> that the... save on petrol i don't uh, live that far i mean there's people who are like going across different states in america yeah i I know i live like less than an hour away yeah adds up i need to get that electric car hey mine's a hybrid you need to upgrade (laughs) yours driving a diesel across the central belt no i i think the big the big challenges is organization um jealousy is not at the moment (laughs) it's only because i'm just dating you. Yeah, it's dead easy. Yeah. Well, I suppose you've got Jean. No, this, Jean has got a boyfriend. Yeah, there's no, there's been plenty of opportunities for jealousy for me. Um, day to day, that's not a massive challenge for me, but it was definitely more so at the start of the journey. Mm. And I think there will be more opportunities in the future where it's going to it'll flare up again for me. Um, but you know, a, a lot of the things the you know the time when your partner's with someone else is a time where people think i'm going to get really jealous then for me it's not been like that so far i think maybe that's just a personal thing it may just be totally dependent on the relationship the one you're in the one that your partner's in um but yeah some of the things like that that i thought would be a huge struggle haven't been as big of a challenge as i thought they might be what has been more challenging then? Hmm. I thought you wrote notes. <laughs> well, no, the big the big challenges is is the time and um and the f- probably the fact that you think that we've both talked about you think you're going to have these casual, easily compartmentalized relationships, and I would say in both of our experiences, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is not like that. Um, you know. It's good that it's not like that because it's you want it to be a fully formed relationship mm. that has its own energy in life. Um, it's not going to be even if you do only see each other every Wednesday. They're still you're thinking about the other person all the time. Things yeah. like that. It, it's not as 
I think people want to think they can compartmentalise it, and I think that's probably not as easy as people might think. No. Or is it actually really desirable? I, I don't know if it really no, is. No, exactly. Either. You don't want to switch everything off while you're not with somebody. You do kind of want to have that that um, looking forward to seeing somebody while yeah. you're not with them. Exactly, so, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to be to switch that off I would say one of the other things that I find quite challenging is that it doesn't really fit into the societal model of a relationship so you're constantly having to work around things that don't quite fit for you everything is set up for couples yeah and so you know being able to try and fit into that model that society has for us and get other people that we know to accept as well to understand that what we're doing isn't this weird freaky thing it's just that society has decided that this is the norm and everything else is unusual i i find that very difficult because i just want to fit in <laughs> i just want everyone to be like oh yeah yeah kelly's uh got a new boyfriend that's nice and he's got a wife that's totally normal no yeah. big deal <laughs> yeah it's been my first glimpse into not being totally privileged being uh, you know being a white male i have that level of privilege and still do uh but this is the first major thing i've done in my life i would say where you're a bit of a minority yeah suddenly you're like oh yeah it does suck when people think negatively of what you're doing i've while i've not had any outright you know no one's really had to go at me for it or anything like that but like i was telling you the other day some people you tell you think are going to be cool with it and supportive suddenly you realize they're not and um yeah that doesn't feel great no yeah the kind of the level of judgment i've had a little bit i mean nothing similar to you nothing that is just been like utter disgust for what i'm doing and it can't possibly be friends with me i'm like some yeah awful human being nothing like that but I have definitely had people who've kind of just wrinkled their nose a little at it and yeah. said oh I couldn't do that how do you yeah how do you manage the jealousy and got to be careful you don't want to you know get yourself into some yeah. difficult position and I think that that is quite telling that the immediate reaction is oh be careful you're going to end up getting hurt it's like well you could say that every time you go into a relationship a monogamous relationship does not protect you from being hurt yeah who's not been hurt in their long-term monogamous relationship exactly so i think we should finish on a positive absolutely so tell me something positive that you have experienced um from your year-long now journey in polyamory NRE is lovely. <laughs> New relationship energy uh, is a lovely feeling to have. NRE is crazy, though. It's crazy, yeah. Um, being able to to have this new intense relationship with someone is a great feeling. And longer term, the relationship that that can grow into is is an even better feeling, really to get all cheesy for a minute um you are a cheese bowl yeah but yeah i mean you know a, a year ago we didn't know each other existed mm -hmm. getting to to form that relationship and nurture it while trying to nurture my other relationship other romantic relationship as well and maybe you know using bits from both to go oh here's a thing i could maybe improve on 
here's a thing that um yeah may, maybe you know certain behaviors that you've been used to doing and you've been getting away with suddenly you think oh i was actually being a bit unreasonable with this and using that to kind of better yourself and hopefully make yourself happier and and help some other people find some joy as well um yeah all the nice cheesy stuff that you get within a relationship <laughs> that's my big that's my big pro to finish on i would say good i, I like that nice um concise answer <laughs> to a question you're gonna have to start editing yourself yeah sex that was <laughs> sex is the, the big benefit <laughs> i would say for me the positive notes to end this uh, podcast on is that i no longer feel like i'm having kind of like i've gone past the exciting part of my life mm. Like, I definitely felt like that. I thought, right, my 20s, my early 30s, that was the exciting part of my life. Now I'm married, I've got kids, there's nothing to look forward to anymore. <laughs> and now I definitely don't feel like that. I don't feel like having a polyamorous relationship is in any way dull, ever. Nope. Um, it's definitely got its challenges, but it makes me feel alive again yeah. and not just coasting through towards my 40s. <laughs> So, yes, exciting. Five, five um, short years. Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear we both have some strong pros of Polly then, <laughs> even after this time. Okay, I think we can wrap it up there. I think that's a good insight into the past 10 months. I think we'll come back with another story next time on the next episode. You have to share one of your stories next time. Yeah. You can give an excerpt from your Polly diary. Yes, my Polly diary. Hope you can all join us next time. Please Bye. do. Bye-bye. <laughs>